Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Valentine's Day just passed, and it may be one of the bloodiest, sexiest, and most romantic holidays in history. That being said, we come this week to talk about dark and romantic metal songs on this week's episode of Last Words Here on the Pit. I'm one of your co-hosts, Katie Irizarry from Season of Mist, Loudwire, and Outburn. My name is Doc Coyle from the band Bad Wolves and host of the X-Men podcast. And I'm Zena Coda from Everything's Political. I talk a lot of shit. Today we are joined by drummer Santos Montano of the band Old Man Gloom. And Santos, you know, we're talking about Valentine's Day today. And a little birdie told me that you have a crazy Valentine's roadburn story. <laughs> you know, roadburn has this this aura about it. I don't know how many of you have been to Roadburn uh, on this podcast, but they take it really seriously. The curating of the music, it's very like moody and forward thinking. And for like, from a music standpoint, it's fucking awesome. It's like, they choose really great music and it's not just the same old, like really popular, almost retired band headlining. And then like, you know, it's, it, they, they're very thoughtful about it. It's very curated. And that annoyed me. But anyway, so Roadburn in Tilburg in the Netherlands, that's where the festival is. It's, I think it's like a two hours outside of Amsterdam. Anyway, the small kind of quainter city called Tilburg. Yeah, this forward thinking, very music focused festival. It annoyed me because it wasn't fun. So about a year before we played it, I had written a whole thing, a Facebook post on the Gloom uh, Facebook page about I was running a comedy night and we weren't even playing. I wasn't even going, but... I made up this whole comedy curated festival that I was doing that was all complete, completely made up. So the Roadbird people kind of liked that I was like really trying to make fun of them in a, and like how serious they took it. And so I started making jokes about holding a margarita singles mixer at Roadburn and I wouldn't let it go. And I kept saying it and kept posting that it was happening. And Becky, one of the one of the women who puts on Roadburn, she wrote me and was like, hey, just do your stupid mixer. Like you guys are playing. You can have this room. You can do your margarita singles mixer. And at that point, like she totally called my bluff. So I was like, well, great. Now I have to hold the margarita singles mixer at a metal festival. And it was basically just like you'd imagine it was. It was weird and awkward. <laughs> Nobody really talked to each other. And they all kind of just stood around me and watching me and waiting for me to <laughs> like be fun with them. And so I basically like had to... <laughs> I had to accommodate that. And so I just got, I got some stickers and I started just making everybody name tags, but I wouldn't let anybody tell me their name. I just made up what I thought their name should be. <laughs> and was just giving them name tags and drinking a lot. Uh, and I had a, I gave away some shirts and, and I did, I mean, it, it was a pretty fun night once everybody got like a lot of tequila in them. And I mean, I think one couple met and moved in together from the Margarita Singles Mixer so it was basically a success, but I wanted it to look like Caligula, you know, like I wanted it to just be disgusting heavy metal orgy while like, you know, 
I don't know, the daughters played upstairs and, and that just <laughs> didn't, that did not happen. It was just a lot of very uncomfortable, long haired dudes, mostly kind of just standing around being like, oh, so your last album was not as good as the one before that. Why is that? Like, <laughs> I'll tell you, man, go make out with somebody. That sounds like sex talk to me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Like that back, that backstage awkwardness. I always feel like people have this misconception of like how sexy it is backstage. And this is like a groupie's dream, but I don't know. I could, I could smell it right now. Right. I could smell this very particular situation. There's nothing about any green room in the world that like connotates sexuality to me. It's like, (laughs) it's just sadness and loneliness and like a lot of dudes on laptops. And old men mad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like chips and salsa. That's what that's what backstage is like. The only thing that backstage has ever provided me is a nice, safe place to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like that, legit, that... just come backstage like, great, middle of my work day. Uh, can I just can I sleep on this couch until you guys go on? Thanks. Doc, I feel like you probably got the good the good backstage stories. I see you backstage a few times. Yeah, I mean, I don't really... I hear what you guys are saying. I think it is what you make it, okay? A lot of pop stars I know, and some people, what they'll do is they'll actually make up their backstages with, like, you know, drapes and candles, and you got to make it cool. You got to put, you know, you, you got to play music and get in the vibe. I mean, it'll, it, it is what you kind of want it to be, and it is the environment. If you want it to be very business-like and very kind of sterile, then it'll be that. And if you want it to be fun and raucous, you could be like Rammstein and have Caligula parties. Do you know what the best backstage experience I've ever had is? Is at a Florida Georgia Line show. (laughs) And those guys could fucking party more than I've ever seen anybody party in my life. And they had all these hoes coming up to them. It was one of the best times, honestly, that I've ever had backstage versus no offense to anybody, a metal show where everybody's like, go away from me. I want to be alone. <laughs> it was worth it, man. Katie, you would have had a good time there, girl. I definitely would have. Uh, I, I will say two quick backstage stories. The best backstage I ever was at was with Obituary and a Both. Talk about two bands that know how to party. All right, no disrespect to Exodus. They're also my party boys, but this backstage definitely <laughs> took the cake. But Zena, my favorite backstage story with you was you already know where I'm going with this we were backstage at rock on the range (laughs) yes and there was this gentleman who I will not name who had been spent spent years trying to get with me and Xena this is not a guy in the music industry he's like a firefighter he's not in a real band and I'm embarrassed already he's from Jersey we are in Ohio okay at backstage at this festival with what, like 50,000 people. You Doc, I would be surprised if you weren't there too. Cause it he was like a huge, was. yeah, I was interviewing people for, for a gig and yeah. me and Katie are back there. I was this- never there until they changed the name to Sonic Temple. Oh, okay, so that was, that was the before You were times. there in spirit. Yeah, you were there in spirit. So Zena and I are standing there again in Ohio at this festival and this dude who had spent years trying to get with the both of us whom we both rejected and humiliated on multiple occasions just pops up out of nowhere and starts talking to us backstage and the two of us just gave each other that like we were so high we were also so <laughs> we were high. Too high for this is obviously going to be podcasts only let's be 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to bring a we little girl very talk high. Me, but like yeah. that was probably one of my favorite what the I mean no, there's been a lot of great backstage moments, but thinking of me and Zena, that was easily the best backstage moment. And best VIP show moment was Zena dancing so hard at the Faith No More show on the balcony that people were texting me like, get your girl, she's gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get into it, guys. I honestly respect the uh, the hustle to pivot the pre the pre and post show. You know, like I I, I really respect that. Uh, it's a thing. Like it, it's not that easy to meet people at shows. I mean, maybe that's not true. Like because the the the, the ratios for so long have been so off as far as men to women, and I feel like it is becoming a lot more equal. Like it's getting like I don't know, maybe seventy thirty now. Uh, what do you guys think as far as like male to female ratios at metal shows in 2019, I guess? Depends on the band. It Definitely. depends on yeah. the city. Depends also. on the band. And the city. Like New York City, I would say it's like 50-50, maybe 40-60. Philly, same thing. But then if I go and LA, see a lot show. Of yeah, yeah, but then Cal- if I go see California. a show in, yeah, in like Columbus or Charlotte, then it definitely shifts a little bit. Not dramatically. And like you said, it also depends on the band. Like Metallica, it's the, that's like one of the only shows there is a line for the women's room. Yeah. Well, I mean, and plus like Roadburn is such a specific destination festival. It's not like, you know, like a festival that's near a metropolitan area and the people in the whatever, and I'm in New York. So the tri-state area, all go to that one, like Roadburn people travel from around the world to go to it. And I think that like, there is a, there is an aspect of it that is like meeting people with, I guess that's for most festivals, but you know, there's not like a, a a great place to just meet people, especially if you're like single and you want to fool around at a festival. I don't know. I just, it seemed like a, a hole that needed to be filled in like metal festivals. And it, apparently it was not a hole that needed to be filled. It was not something that like was successful at all. There was like, I, I swear to God, there was almost no chatting between people like trying to hit on each other. Or oh, by the way, whatever. that it, also might be, a European thing, especially like kind of certain countries you go to are a lot more kind of reserved. You know, you get in Scandinavia and there, you know, it's a lot of, you know, you know, it's a little right. back when you go to like Portugal and they're doing, you know, soccer chants. So really, <laughs> I think it might, it might have a lot to do with each culture and, and how kind of open they are to certain situations like that. Plus all I can think about when you said that, reminded me of the scene in Revenge of the Nerds when they're having their little mixer and it, it didn't pop off till the weed came out and they put on some thriller and then all of a sudden yeah. you know, nerds was ready to uh to fill some holes as you said. <laughs> <laughs> a little aphrodisiac, yeah. <laughs> well as... the tequila de- I mean as the night went on the tequila did help. And I will tell you the roadburn people were like it's not gonna be easy for us to get tequila here. I was like it's fucking we're living in the future. You can't, you don't have tequila in Holland? What is this? No, so tequila is not popular in Europe. I was on tour there a couple of times last couple of years. And even when you would get it, it wouldn't be a good, it'd be some back off brand you never heard of. You get one with like, it would have like a, a sombrero for a cap. It was real rough. I remember I was in <laughs> Prague and it was bad tequila. I drank it, but it was not good. Gets you in the mood. Yeah, they got to get with it on the tequila front. The margaritas too. That actually now is making a lot of sense because I have ordered a margarita to or two in Europe and it's never a good time. And I love a margarita. So that this is we're onto something here. As I will say, as the what I think is the resident single person on the show, 
I would probably walk into a mixer like that, uh, have a margarita, scan the room and see if Namtar from Karak Angren was there. And then if he wasn't, I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in with her targets in mind. Yeah. You're, or yeah, Mandarin you're an informed like shopper. That. Yeah. You're an informed <laughs> shopper. You know what you want. You're not going to come in and browse. You're not going to be bullied into buying something you don't want. Right. You know what you want. That's great. I respect that. Technically, I met my girlfriend at a show. She was bartending at Lamb of God show. We were already Facebook friends, but I met her at the Lamb of God show and then she was working at the same venue for Megadeth. So heavy metal brought us together. Okay. So that's, you know, for, for me, it, it, it has been very successful at shows, I have to say. Well, listen, guys, I've been informed to tell you uh, that hope is out there. But, you know, like Santo said, we're talking, we deal with 70 30. All right. So they, they said a lot of fish in the sea, but, uh, there's not the main fish that you want. So good luck. Happy hunting. Listen, I've been in situations on tour, you know, when you're you're on the prowl, and you're like slim pickings out there. Mm. And it's like mm. guys are like guys in bands are like, you know, kind of wrestling each other out the way to to like or everyone's spitting their game. And so it can it can be a little rough. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you <laughs> false hope. <laughs> Yo, band dudes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even go there because it is a whole cocktail of disaster between the merch dudes, the band dudes, the guys on tour. It is like floating D <laughs> just aiming aimlessly everywhere. And it's never good. It's rarely good unless you're really drunk off tequila. Not in Europe. Not in Europe. So it's really funny, Santos, because you're saying, you know, you envisioned this party to be like this huge crazy orgy and for anyone tuning in who doesn't know the like pagan origins of valentine's day it's lupercalia and lupercalia the whole tradition it was a uh three day long fertility festival that took place from february 12th to 14th or something along those lines i can't do math all these people would come together they would just strip down the men when they were interested in women they would have leather hides and they would spank them or whip them with it and then they would couple off and bang. People would have orgies. Some people would stay together forever. Some people would just stay together till next year's festival. Some people would just make the rounds. So this is like, I love this part of Valentine's Day. Uh, but on that note, so while we're on the topic of romance and orgies and all that good stuff, <laughs> we're going to talk about the pit's favorite romantic and sexy metal song santos did you come prepared today with a romantic metal song that you want to talk about and that people need to add to their mixtape it's tough with romantic metal songs because like my inclination is to go towards a little bit like on the nose you know love songs from 80s metal you know like still loving you scorpions things like that i mean when i think about like what actually gets me in the mood i think about the fact that i've never truly had a goth girlfriend which is a real hole in my life it's a real bummer but if i did as a teenager i imagined this goth girlfriend that i might have and i listened to typo negative bloody kisses a lot and that is like a metal album that is just like there's something kind of hot about it i mean Peter Steele's fucking hot, but you know, the, the vibe and the overall sound of it, it's just like, it's everything you want out of having a goth girlfriend and like making out in your mom's basement, bloody kisses. That's it. That's the one. 
Okay, that's true. So first of all, if I'm going to your singles party, I'm also going to look for the only man in the room that looks like Peter Steele. I forgot to throw that in there. <laughs> Good luck. That's a, yeah, exactly. Good luck. Break out the ruler first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean an exact clone. <laughs> I can't find it. I cannot find the photo. I don't know if anybody else has looked for them. I cannot find them anywhere. Katie has it. Is that called on? Katie has it. Is this it? Wait. <laughs> I do. I literally um, do. That's that's honestly, as we were talking about this topic, you cannot think about romantic metal without thinking about typo. Like love you to death is definitely like candles burning like you have in your background right now, Santos. You, you were queuing it up like to me, that is like the ultimate like get down and dirty song. Absolutely. Totally. There's just something about that, like Bensonhurst accented vampire <laughs> voice that just the piano Ooh. yeah Zena, you gonna give your pick man that was one of them it was actually typo love you to death uh, oh, everyone get your typo negative songs out yeah, yeah. now that's, that's okay. my number one honestly to me that's always been a number one um <laughs> but you know i think monarch are pretty predictable a bit you know i had to put the, the deftones in this but it was hard to pick one deftone song because the inclination would, would be to say sex tape right but I actually think that You've Seen the Butcher is a way sexier song, especially when you watch like the video, the imagery, just blood. It's, I don't know. To me, that's, that's a great, a man has been pleasured to that song for sure. Yes, can confirm. I'll, I'll sign off on that, Zeno. <laughs> what about you, Doc? Doc, let's, let's see the romantico inside of you. I looked at sex tape and the problem with Deftones is the lyrics don't necessarily go with the sound. And I think you're going more for a vibe. And me, I was like, if the lyrics weren't technically a love song i couldn't pick it even oh. if it, even if the song sounded sexy i went i went with very strict standard what what counts as a, as a love song and it's I, I like with typo we all have different songs i put be my druidus on, yes. on my list because That's it was because it's the greatest you know i would do anything to make you come is the most that is the hardest romantic line of all time it's like if jamie josta wrote a love song it's like i would do anything like it's hard like it's metal but it's sexy it's got it all Opposite, but since we already kind of went over a typo, I'm going to like use this to kind of usher another band, which is Typo's heir apparent, in my opinion, the band Him, and a song oh. called uh, Join Me in Death, which I think is yes. the most metal song ever made, in my opinion. When you die tonight for love, I mean, come on, baby. That's some that's sexy and romantic. It's got it all. Oh, yo, I didn't even think about Him, to be honest, I because I it didn't really occur to me as a pick, but that razor blade kiss oh my god like that's just like a bang out album on repeat right exactly and they coined the term love metal and the harder gram it was, it was their whole whole jam had an album called love metal so you know that was very obvious to me katie what was your what was your pick first i want to say i actually considered him and i was like you know what someone here is probably going to pick that so i didn't put that on my list so i'm glad that doc did that because i also have a feeling doc and i are going to have some crossover funny enough i considered that the typo negative, I was like the best songs, love songs from them or romantic songs, everyone here said, you know, black number one, love you to death, be my Drudas. So I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I need to pick something different. So in keeping up in, with the themes of Lubricalia and orgies, I'm gonna go with my girlfriend's girlfriend. Cause that's a great song, you know, it's about polyamory. It's about dating your girlfriend's girlfriend. And it also has this amazing, like super go-go, like 60s, 70s vibe. It's like very synth heavy, just such a fun, great song. And like, who hasn't banged to that song? I mean, come on. 
And you also have to imagine that like both girlfriends, girlfriends, both of them are like super 90s goth. So that like that just makes it even better. Your dream come true, Santos, apparently. <laughs> no, two people, I'd be, I'd, I'm, I'm not, I would be too, I, I can't even handle myself. So that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so Santos, do you have a second pick? Uh, I went kind of, I did go, uh, I went beyond or further back than the 80s and I went classic metal love song, Nativity in Black. Oh, that's what one of my picks. Oh, I, I'm ruining everybody's picks. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. I mean, I, it's okay. That's like proto metal love song. Your love for me has got to be real. I mean, it's totally it's forgot perfect. about that. And one of my favorite Sabbath songs. Probably that's the one I thought you and I were going to have the same one, Doc. And also, Definitely. it's worth noting this isn't a regular love song. It's a love song about falling in love with the devil, which I've done before. So I've, I've, I've fallen in love with several. <laughs> human incarnations of the devil. So I can really relate. I, yeah, great song, great song. Yeah, the, lyri the, the lyrics did deliver on that, that song for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if, we're, if we're going yeah. to lyrical route. Zena, what's your second song? God, I feel so 90s, right? When I'm like going through my list, I'm like, wow, I really, my, my romance is rooted in the 90s for sure. So I, I'm, Katie was tweeting and started like tweaking my thoughts. So Nine Inch Nails Reptile, for sure. Yes. I'm because I'm a goth girl at heart, man. <laughs> yes, it's definitely it's definitely deep in there, and I that song is just so hot. Like the like the just the way it comes in, the lyrics, the Trentness, like all of it's sexy to me. It's an amazing song. Yeah, it's really good. The composition's really cool too. I mean, like the that first intro, you wouldn't get that intro now. The first lyric is she spreads herself wide open. I mean, yes. I love that song. Yeah. Directives, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just, there's something like so uh, kind of like Peter Steele. There's something so timelessly hot and sexy about Trent Reznor too. Like he doesn't, he ages, he isn't like not aging, but he just always looks pretty hot. His wife oh, is beautiful. Yeah. He He's got, got a great body the, too. He yeah. got like muscly. Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's a beefcake now. Yeah. He, he looks good. Oh, you want those, I love, I love your willingness to, uh, to give a nod to the sexy men of metal. Oh, please. They, I mean, there's so many of them. What am I there supposed to There are. And, and yet so few at the same time. Yeah. And dancing must be pissed that like Trent can wear all that rubber and <laughs> look so good in it in his like 50s or 60s and dancing just looks like uh, just a saddle popsicle. Can we just segue real quick here into a, I, I tell everyone this because I swear in my head, I've had this idea for years of like a heavy metal boot camp where you get Trent Reznor and Henry Rollins in there to take all these out of shape rockers like Sebastian Bach and Danzig and you like get them into shape. Like that's my, my dream reality show. That, I'm surprised that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. Vince Neal, Axl Rose, like get them into Trent Reznor's boot camp right now. <laughs> Poor Vince. Poor Vince. What about you, Doc? What do we got? So I have kind of a, a left field cut and uh, something on the newer end of things in the grand scheme. And it's Steel Panther Community Property. <laughs> oh my God. As some of the greatest lyrics ever written in a song if you were suddenly a guy i would be suddenly gay if you're a hooker i would be happy to pay my heart belongs to you but my cock is community property i mean it's a just an instant classic and you know says all the right things i love how a few weeks ago he was like i'm not really a lyrics guy like i don't really need the lyrics but when it comes to his love songs well, no, I mean, listen, I had to be true to the topic and a lot of these songs, like there are certain songs I looked up 
that I thought were love songs. But then when you looked at it, it's actually like there's this common theme in, in metal and hard rock that it's more like I love used to love you, but now I hate you. So I wish I could kill you. You broke my heart. So I want to like it's like these like death fantasies you know like uh murder fantasy like i looked at this uh event sevenfold song called little piece of heaven the whole and as i love the song but the whole song is like this fantasy about killing his girlfriend or whatever and then like like eating her dead body and stuff and then but feeling bad for it it's like crazy it's like that uh eminem song kim or any <laughs> basically cannibal corpse song about fucking women with knives or something still love song to me baby <laughs> <laughs> It is true. I kind of had the same problem. Like, you know, I think something was a love song. And then I'd look it up and I'd be like, oh, that is that is not about love at all. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's it was kind of hard to narrow it down. I gave myself a little bit more freedom. Like Bloody Kisses isn't it's about I think it's about somebody dying, but it's still just kind of hot. So <laughs> it's actually about Peter Steele's cat dying. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He wrote that oh, first cat. Even- Oh, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> all, these, all these hard guys and their affinities for their cats, man. It's real. Uh, it's a real eye opener. My nine inch nail picks was actually sanctified, and I don't know if that's a love mm-hmm. song, but it's got lyrics, and they are literally "I am sanctified inside you." And it's another great like dancey song. Like I feel there's a little bit of a theme going on here. Like this also has like a super like Bowie disco kind of vibe. Uh, and again, it's just a real sexy song. And I didn't want to pick the obviouses. I didn't want to pick Reptile or Closer because like, that's so obvious. So I'm like, which one's not as obvious? And I was like, pick Sanctified. So that would be my Nine Inch Nails pick, yeah. It's a good one. That 1989 production? Yes. It's that lo-fi sex. So good. <laughs> Flat as a board production, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you listen to it now too, when you listen to a record like that now, like, it sounded old when I was young, and now you're just like, wow, it's it's classic, right? Like it, right. it really has like a different sound. Like the sonics are so different these days. Um, it really is amazing that it was popular, right? When you consider yeah. some of the yeah some of the bands that we grew up with, like Nine Inch Nails, have been eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like that's how you know you're old. Hundred <laughs> percent. Speaking of men from New Jersey who love cats, I have a sexy tune from my man Danzig that definitely gets me in the mood. A little tune called She Rides. A, it's, you know, aspirational. Like, you know, you really, you want to do a good job for your man, right? And uh, I don't know. It's just a super sexy song, right? Like, it's LA strip club. You know, actually, what's funny is I heard this song on terrestrial radio in LA, and this is the only time in my life that I have heard this song played on terrestrial radio. I was shocked. I don't even think I've heard that played on satellite radio. (laughs) It was so dirty. I was like, okay, cool. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just such a sexy tune. And when I think of Danzig, I think of the rainbow room and his little leather jacket and his sad little bald patch and (laughs) and LA strippers. So, you know, like it 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 puts you in a vibe. Puts you in a vibe. It also has the the video. I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but this, the oh, video yeah. starts with the longest like single shot of a woman's butt that I've ever seen. It, what? You what? think what? it's what it video? just goes and goes. <laughs> the butt. It's just the butt, and I swear it's like you know I don't know like 25, 30 seconds of just the butt just going. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, is it as good as like the Faith video with like George Michael's butt? Is this <laughs> better? <laughs> 
There's a lot more butt on view in the She Rides video. Okay, some some hanging butt, some lo like low butt cheek situation. Okay. Oh, there's a there's like a real stripper thong going on in that. Butt. <laughs> yeah, but there was like more. They were more liberal with the the view of butts. I feel at that time, right? Like the butts also weren't as robust. Let's put it. Yeah. That way, as they are now, it, it's like the as bigger as the butts got bigger, it was more sexualized. So there was less butts being seen openly. Yeah, it was totally. I mean, and it, no, it was like it was like the early days of butts. I mean, we, we, this is you know, we just wasn't we didn't have it in the mainstream yet. It was before Kardashian <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez and all these people. It was like, yo, you had you'd be ever ahead of the curve on the butts, you know? Like, what can you say? Danzig likes a brick house. <laughs> well, butt technology really jumped forward in the late '90s. You know, mm -hmm. in the late '80s, butt technology was still way back there, and it was like. It was mom jeans. That's why they're called mom jeans. But it wasn't because it was a style of jeans. That's just what butts looked like back then. Yeah. That's just yeah. how they were built in those days. It was a different form of butt. Uh, so, you know. He was a pioneer in asses. Yeah. Progressive he, he man. Like, Little suggestion for the next Old Man Gloom album title. <laughs> butt technology. But, I mean, <laughs> technology. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll put it on the table. I mean, we're we're up for anything. And yeah, you know we That's we all love butts. Could be your she rides moment right there. <laughs> all right, Doc. What else you got for us here? Well, again, skipping Santos did not give his pick. All right. Oh, oh. oh, number three. All right, number three. I chose Doctor Rock by Motorhead specifically for the line "Chin up, shoulders back. You got a body like a Marshall stack." I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What, like one. what metal or rock dude doesn't just like insult his partner by telling her she looks like a rectangular instrument? Just a flat plank of a body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got a body like a Marshall stack. I mean, it's it's great, but I don't know if, if I was a woman, I'd be like. Not literally, baby. Not, it's not literal. Like you're loud. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's it. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's a solid motorhead pick. I like it. Okay. So my my third pick. I was really trying to think about metal songs that were not basically rock bands who live in the metal metal kind of culture. And that's hard to do because it's kind of, you know, ground. It's like that a lot of heavier bands don't really get on because it just feels soft or whatever. But I did find one from a very heavy band that I think makes sense. And it's Love with a Question Mark by Strapping Young Lad. Mm. It doesn't get more on the nose than that. It's it's their biggest song, it's their most popular song on Spotify and all, all that stuff. And it's, you know, it's just talking about love. And of course it's a metal song. So it's a little more like questioning. It's like, love, isn't it crazy? Makes you do all this crazy stuff and act crazy. But what's, what's up with that? Kind of like, you know, like, what's the deal with love? You know, <laughs> you're crying and then you're happy. I mean, I don't know if Dennis, Devin Townsend sounds like Seinfeld, but it's very similar. <laughs> he, I could see with some Seinfeld vibes. That's a great song, actually. Good production on that song. <laughs> My song? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was so. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. You. Good pick. <laughs> Katie. So I'm gonna say I have a motorhead pick as well. I'm gonna say that's number one because that's my true my true love pick was gonna be that one. Uh so the song that I'm picking 
next is one that I think is super relevant for the times we're living in right now. It's called Dance Macabre by Ghost. <laughs> and the whole concept of the song is basically falling in love and living in the moment during the plague. So, you know, it's kind of, and, and Tobias uh, slash Papa Emeritus uh, of Ghost has actually expressed that when he wrote the song, he had in mind uh, the images of people that during the plague, they knew they were going to die. They knew it was kind of inevitable. So they were just living life to the fullest, drinking, partying in the streets, having orgies, the whole thing. And that kind of inspired not just this particular song, but Prequel, the album that this is on, probably pronouncing the name wrong. We already know that. Um, yeah. So, and it's just, again, another awesome disco type song. Like this is like, this is their I Was Made For Loving You, which by the way, another great love song, but not on my list. I picked Ghost Over Kiss. I'm sure it's gonna make a lot of people angry, so sue me. A song about like love in the plague is very appropriate for right now too. Like love in the pandemic. I mean, it's non-existent and depressing, so. Yeah. Yeah, like how do you, how do you randomly make out with somebody uh, knowing that it might kill you? <laughs> you don't, so. <laughs> you don't, yeah. It's been, been dark times for me too. Yeah. You find you find a good uh, secondary way to get there, you know. <laughs> Although, like not having a sense of smell with COVID and going to an orgy, probably a plus. That's the one shame. That's the one time. You, sure. It's the one time you go backstage in a green room and not yeah, suffer. Exactly. You're like, oh, this is sexy back here. I can't smell yeah. a thing. It all smells like feed, but I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder, like in the pandemic, like what's going on in the orgy game. You know, it just, like, yeah. has it just fallen off or are they like the real super spreaders out there, the orgy people? Well, I could speak on behalf of some of such people. See, what you got to do is you got to get yourself a couple and then you just stay with the couple until things blow over and then you could start going back out into the wild. That's what we're doing. Gotcha. We got a couple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Speaking it's the consistent couple. testing, you know, like just make yeah. sure that you guys are good. Yeah. Listen, she's got a method down. I got a method. All right. We're being yeah. safe. I mean, no more reckless than we were prior with each other, but you know. There's things worse than the pandemic. <laughs> uh, yeah. In some, to some people, yeah, it could be crazier. Well, I'm kind of breaking the rules, but I, I couldn't, I needed Dr. Rock in there, but I also put the Motorhead girls' school song, Don't Touch in there. Yeah. Because that, because that song has the perspective of like a weird hotel rendezvous from the perspective of Lemmy and the the woman the singer of Mo uh, girl school whose name i don't know but it's such a great back and forth talking about like a creepy encounter in a hotel room and it's so good <laughs> i was staring away from like sex songs i was more i was going for love so I, I was i was trying to be in that in that moment but i just i don't know about you guys but ain't, if i'm picturing lemmy doing anything sex wise it's not it's not a place i want to go to young <laughs> lemmy in his shorts i'll go there uh, take me I'll there he looks like a wild time for sure. I mean, a lot of women could uh, say you're quite wrong, Doc. A lot of women. I'm not have saying, but ride. I'm not. Listen, I, I, I speak for myself. I'm not here to represent everyone. Okay. All you right. You have a different taste. Tell me about how the women feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I could see it both ways. Like, I could, if I'm imagining myself having sex with Lemmy, which I have, it's like it's two yeah. different ways. It's like it can be pretty wild and pretty intense. But I could also imagine him being pretty indifferent and being like, I've seen it all. Uh, what's on television? Let's watch the news. You know, I don't know. I, it could really go either way. I could see him being a very, a very uh, poignant lover, actually. I do, really? too. I, he, he strikes me as, of a man, as a man with experience, but also a gentleman. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just the vibes I get. That's at least what the vibes in my head when I've also fantasized myself with Lemmy. That's, what, that's <laughs> how we picture him.
Yeah. When he kicks you out in the morning, he'll definitely give you a kiss on the lips, you know? And he'll pay for your cab. He'll walk you to the door. That's Lemmy. Till next time. I can see that. We're keeping it on here. I love it. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. Z, you're up. Yeah, I tried to throw a romance one in there too, uh, inspired by you, Doc. Opeth Harvest. Just a super sexy song. Like just beautiful instrumentation, but it like... It's like I put a little Renaissance dress on, you know what I mean? And like, he he pulls your hair back and the, the wind is blowing. Like, uh, it just feels like a man's going to ravish you when you listen to that song. I don't know. It just feels very romantic and intimate. I thought about Opeth, but I just didn't have time to go deep in the catalog to figure out which were the love songs. But every time he sings it, it always feels sultry. sultry, sultry. Mm-hmm. Mikkel. <laughs> Another yeah. European name that I can never pronounce. Girl, I feel that. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good one, though. Uh, definitely had a few good times to that song. <laughs> Respect. So everybody knows about all of our sex lives at this point. Thanks. I don't care anymore. Maybe we're adults. There's adults listening to this, I assume. Not me. I hope. I yeah. tell you about my life. <laughs> you don't know me. So my next choice is kind of a wild card song. And I, and I just thought about it randomly. And I looked at the lyrics like, this does count. And it's uh, an era that I think doesn't get talked about for this band. It's an Anthrax song, and it's a song called Safe Home from their, Hmm. I want to say, Volume 8 album. And it is a very, like, you know, Safe Home, you go to it, it's, like, basically talking about, you know, how someone is, like, that place of comfort and that really... there's actually really a beautiful sentiment in the song and it's just a fucking amazing song very underrated because they don't really play a lot of the John Bush era stuff anymore uh, unfortunately but there's so many great songs in that era that I think are just very very underrated so it's uh, go back check it out get inspired feel you know connected to the the heart I think of, of, of the tune I went for the heart you guys went for the the uh, genitals. And I won't be able to... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a solid choice. Uh, I actually I love John Bush era Anthrax for what it's worth. By the way, which I also love Joey Belladonna. There are two different things, but yes. to me, this isn't like Blaze Bailey era Iron Maiden that we just pretend doesn't happen and doesn't really count. You know, like I actually really enjoy John Bush era Anthrax. But on that note. In keeping up with the theme, you know, I actually realized I might have six songs. I mean, I, I went over, over. So uh, <laughs> in keeping up with the themes of orgies, it's a Jane's Addiction song. <laughs> and it's called Three Days. And it's just about, you know, when your your girlfriend, uh, your, your couple, your girlfriend comes to town for three days. And again, I could relate to that. And it's also just a really sexy song. It's a long song. Um, this, when you see them live, this is like the song where they have all the like really awesome suspension uh performers come out and stuff so yeah it's, it's just a great song it really is i don't know the song it's a good one it's off of i forget which album but yeah it's a good one so my my last one is a little bit of a wild card but it's a song i fucking love and it's like a very it seems feels like a very earnest song about someone that you're excited about but don't necessarily know very well which is she is beautiful by andrew wk the first andrew wk record and it, it ties to metal because, you know, DT, the drummer of Obituary, played on it, as well as a few other metal guys. But uh, yeah, it was just like, it was, it, there was something just, uh, especially on that Andrew WK record, there was just something so like earnest and innocent and almost kind of dopey about it. But 
also really good. And that song is just like, he's genuinely excited about somebody. And I, I, I love it. To this day, I still love that record and that song. Andrew Bobby yeah. is the man. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. That record especially is so fucking good. It's a classic. It got, yeah, it's really it got, good. It kind of, it got lost to time a little bit. I feel like it's one of those, like it's, it was a novelty and it's kind of written off a little bit as a novelty, but it's a great record. Andrew WK, bring in the earnestness. Hell yeah. That's right. He's an American treasure. <laughs> for president. Andrew yes. WK for president. Yeah, he was kind of hot too in this weird way. Yeah, I would. I yeah. would. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Zena? Zena, your your fine your grand finale. Um, okay, so this is like there could be like millions, right? This is mm -hmm. really hard because there just could be endless songs. Um, this is a little adjacent to the metal, but not quite metal. Um, it's a band called Tiger Army. Yeah. Uh, Roses of Devil's Garden. It's just like uh, the bass is amazing on that track. I think because they use like an actual stand-up, but there's just something super sexy about it. it's just very romantic, uh, rockabilly, psychobilly kind of vibes. And I don't know, it's just a beautiful song. I like to be a romance by a man with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are, that, that's a jersey and you coming out fighting. Yeah, but you know that. <laughs> so my last selection, my number one, I'd say maybe the most romantic song in the kind of rock metal genre ever. And it's November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Uh, One of my all-time favorite songs. I mean, very on the nose, very just, you know, writing a love letter to whomever this the song was about, which I, I guess was his girlfriend at the time, Stephanie Seymour, I believe, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's the most epic video. It's got the wedding, and obviously she dies. It's a whole, it's it's a, it's heartbreaking, but it's beautiful, and it's just, you know. It's my favorite guitar player slash playing the best solos. It's a, it's a perfect song in my opinion, and you know fills me up with romantic joy joy feelings. It's a good uh, one. Totally, totally agree. And like the little Ricky Rackman, uh, you know, peek out at the table at the wedding, and it's yeah. That I I had a don't cry as an as a on my list. Oh song, yeah, that's mm -hmm. another good one. Uh, yeah, part of the trilogy. A strange don't cry. November rain. Perfect. Patience. Oh yeah. Patience. You know, what? I've, I've actually contemplated many times asking my fiance if we should dance to patience at our wedding. Oh my God, please do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in there. your wedding. I was like, how wedding, but yeah, you're that, but I that. love it. I love it too. <laughs> so my final pick, so I'm going to do a quick, quick little honorable mentions. I was hoping we'd have more time. Devil's Plaything by Danzig. Mm. Dead Girl by Acid Bath. Uh, yes, because I'm creepy like that, but also Fuck Like a Beast by Wasp. Great songs. They're going to go on my uh, romantic mixtape. But my real number one, the love song of all love songs, the one song that is about my true love, Rock and Roll by Motorhead. This song is the song, the lyrics, I'm in love with rock and roll. It keeps me from the colds. I mean, I, I just love the song. This is the song. This is the anthem when you are a rock and roll fan, when you are a metal fan, this is everybody's love song. See, that's why you're not in a relationship because you're married to heavy metal. I am married to heavy metal. Married to right. metal. I also love my cat more than you, so. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Who knew, that on a, who knew that on like a conversation about romantic songs that Lemmy would come up three or four times? Yeah. I, mean, I knew yeah. in my heart. I wouldn't have. Yeah. Lemmy. Here's a question, Santos. If you would have had this playlist 
at the margarita mixer, do you think we would have made more love connections? Maybe, you know, I did make a playlist and when it was playing at the margarita mixer, I kept looking over and being like, why did I put that on there? <laughs> I put like, I put all this 90s Aerosmith on there, which nobody's, oh, nobody no wants one to make wants out the 90s Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, it, I do. Don't we, we, we talk to shit about 90s. I'll slap somebody. All right? Nah, I toys in the well, attic era. I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe it was because like, you know, Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone were like a huge part of my, uh, you know, sexual awakening when those songs were coming out. So maybe that's why I did it. But you're right. It didn't, the playlist did not work. And I think maybe that was part of the problem. I'm going to take response. You know what? I've been blaming the metalheads for being awkward and not horny enough, but I think I was the problem. You didn't lube them up enough. You should hire us. To be, them up. You, know, you should hire us to be the DJs at your next event, your next uh, singles mixer. I've been told that I can, you know, at the next road burn, I can up the ante and do whatever I want. So, you know, <laughs> maybe like a heavy metal dating game. Like we can, you know, I don't know. Why not? Heavy metal speed dating. Yeah, why not? I'll do that. Well, there you have it, everyone. This is your next playlist for your next hot date. You heard it here first. Santos, where can the people find you and where can they find Old Man Gloom to keep up with what you got going on? Old Man Gloom Band on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a Twitter account, but I don't know. I don't really do anything with it. <laughs> so that's it. We've got nothing going on. We released two records in the pandemic and they've already been forgotten. So let's hope by the time the next world crushing pandemic comes around, we write some new songs. All right, sounds good. We'll be on the lookout for that. Zena, where can everyone find you? Well, how do we follow up after that? I'll listen to those <laughs> records again, okay? Thanks. Um, you can find me at Zena Coda on all socials, uh, delivering some mind-provoking goodness to you. And how about you, Doc? You can find me everywhere at Doc Coil or my website, www.doccoil.net. And just thinking about Old Man Gloom, I'm thinking they need to tour with Old Man's Child and then I'm going to start a band called Old Man's Balls, and we're going to go rip up all the Europe for all the stiff people, who, stiff people who don't want to link up at our mixer. And the cool thing is that we're all we're all legitimately fucking old now, so perfect. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll go the other way, like really get old dudes in the band, like yeah, like really just me and just sixty and up, just real long balls, motherfuckers, <laughs> just boomers <laughs> all over the place, yeah. Santos and I both are apparently really showing our age and elderliness since we both have a side part. And apparently that's a thing now. You're old if you have a side part. So we're really representing. True? I don't know. It's something that's been going around on like BuzzFeed and like social media all week that like you're old if you wear skinny jeans, have a side part. <gasps> yeah, I know. I'm like, stop Guilty. attacking me. What did I do to deserve this? These I keep kids all of that. Back. Yeah, these kids trying to bring these low rises back. Hell no. No. Oh my God. No, no. Leave that, leave that trend where we left it. What kind of jeans do young people wear now? I'm, I, I'm unaware. Mom jeans. Be sure to find us on social media and follow us. We are the pit on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to see our side parts and you want to leave us comments, be it mean comments, we love those the most, or nice comments, make sure you find us on YouTube. We are the pit's last words.